Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After the purple worm attacks the biohedron, Thomas, Gary, and Ostrogon agree to defend it in court before meeting Judge Mayik, dude, who is like so totally chill. Everyone becomes Thomas Phelps, they go to court, and the purple worm wins. They decide to spend the night in Pacific Prefecture on Judge Mayik's invitation for a cookout. While celebrating their win and enjoying some sweet, sweet llama meat, Gary and Ostrogon begin to fall a little ill. Before they know it, they are paralyzed and they see Palumon appear in the distance. As the guards of Pacific Prefecture approach to apprehend them, Thomas grabs Gary, hops on popcorn, and tells Tony to follow as they run west, leaving Ostrogon behind. I do declare, your honor is back in session. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Monday, 22nd of fall, early morning. Gary, your stiff body bounces up and down on the back of Popcorn the Horse as Thomas rides at breakneck speed west along the Pasiphae River. Tony struggles to keep pace, using his head to hold you up as the hill giant, goblin, and human guards shrink further and further into the distance behind you. After another hour or so, you begin to regain control of your body as the sun rises into the sky, turning it vibrant shades of purple and orange. Water. Water. Gary? Gary, is that you? You? Are you okay? Water. Thomas. Oh God, water. <laughs> Tony tries to like, he indicates the popcorn to veer off toward the river. Popcorn, that way. Yeah. You turn toward the river and popcorn gently wades into it with one side. And Gary, as you begin to get control of your muscles again, but you're still kind of stiff, you fall into the water of the river. Uh, and you begin drowning. <laughs> then uh, Tony the Pony goes in with his head and like lifts your face out of the water. <laughs> I'll drag him out of yeah. the river just so it's its head going in there, not his whole body. <laughs> I lift him by the hair. Sorry, what, what was that, Gary? You said something? Oh, God. And he starts stretching and the muscles and bones start cracking like... I feel like a dried up fucking raisin. Jesus. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, can you can you move? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Gary, listen, I, I I panicked. I didn't know what to do, but we we left Ostrogon behind. I don't know what became of him. Gotta be honest, Thomas. I thought you'd leave me too. So, uh, you, kudos to you, I guess, my friend. You thought I'd leave you? Well, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't a hundred percent blamed you, but, uh, you know, you got a job to do, and we might have been slowing you down. You're very goal-oriented, and, uh, you know, we're not in the best situation right now. We got a, you're a wanted man, so. Gary, you're my friend. I'm still on the fucking poison, I guess, because I miss, must have misheard you. You said, "Don't go, don't make a big deal out of it." I mean, I, I didn't want to leave you or Ostragon behind. You're, you're still my senior assistant after that stunt you pulled back in the last court case. But at the end of the day, I couldn't have gotten this far without most of you. Maybe not Jessica. We could leave her behind and out of this. But you are my friend friend gary you know friendship and business don't really mix well but uh wow i just never thought i'd hear you say that don't don't get used to it i was scared i thought you were gonna die uh ostrogon could be dead but well thomas it means a lot but seriously like i kind of put you in this state so uh tony runs a nose along your bony (laughs) ribcage That is still not my friend, though. Let's make that very clear right now. You need to get rid of that pony. Baby steps. Uh, I'm going to hold on to him. He's kind of been extra useful. I got way more than my money's worth, I think. Perhaps. Oh, Tony, look, a river. Why don't you enjoy the water for a little bit? Maybe wash off some of that grime. He squints his eyes at you. Yes, Tony. (laughs) Tony, just go a little further out. Away from Thomas. You need a drink. He walks backwards into the river. <laughs> oh, good, good. Stay there. Stay there for a bit. You have some soap we could get you, Tony? Who are you going to... Where are you going to get soap? I don't know, but this is good. This is a start, Tony. <laughs> oh, he wants you to take a bath, Tony. <laughs> you see Tony starts doing beautiful breaststrokes in the water. He does a little, like a backwards float and then lands on his back and starts spitting water out like a fountain as he floats down the river. Wow, all in heels. <laughs> you see Popcorn like really wants to go in the water with Tony. Like he begins to walk towards it and then looks at Thomas like, oh no, I must not. Uh, and holds his head up high. Popcorn, you're looking a bit, uh, a little bit dirty yourself after the adventures we've been on today. No, 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 not, not in a bad way. Not like Tony. You Just a, a couple spots. No, no, that was an excited like... Oh, oh, okay, yes. You, you could you could go in the water. He swan dives into the water. Just stay away from that other pony. It is too late. They are playing Marco Polo in the water. Oh, Jesus. Jeez. Now what, Gary? Well, we're on a mission. We have to go back for Ostrogon at some point. I don't think they killed him. If, if that guy's working for Jessica, I don't think she killed him. Well... Jessica would have only really been after us. I'm sure Jessica didn't give the order to kill, but they really have no need for Ostrogon out of all of us, right? If we don't go back for him now, who's to say they won't do something terrible to him after, you know? Yeah, we can't go back now. And I don't... I mean, maybe she can charge him with helping a criminal, maybe. But he's. I think he'll be okay. 
but I, I want to get him out of that pyramid soon. I'm assuming he went back to the pyramid. Either that or they shipped him off back home. Yeah, yeah. I, I just hope that, and I believe that Ostrogon is a type that doesn't really like to be told what to do. Right. Either way, we can't stay here long. They could be on our tail as we speak, so let's get the horses out of there and keep moving. All right, Tony, come on. <laughs> he emerges, shaking the water off his mane hotly. <laughs> Thomas being paralyzed uh, horseback for a couple hours, nothing but my thoughts to keep me company. You know, I had some time to think, and I don't know why I didn't think of this before. But, you know, say this is fruitless, or, or better yet, maybe to help our investigation. What if our efforts were spent getting Dot's body back first, and Dot can tell us what happened? Well, I thought about that too, Gary, but... It is a little risky. I mean, getting Dodd's body back won't do us any good if we're in a cell, right? At this point, yes. Or worse. I mean, Jessica might change her mind and decide to kill us. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't know where where you get a Warforged body at all. Or if you have to make one. I don't know how it works. But, uh, you know, could have spent some time in those mines in Sapir and uh, saved up enough to bring Dodd back. Let's keep going with the mission we have set here. Investigate the murder and then wor- worry about that later i say we do that if we hit a dead end sure okay the 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 money thing not the right yeah, we're right. gonna keep the I, mission I understood yes okay <laughs> you're you clear right. gary don't worry all right i'm getting on tony here <clears throat> <sighs> how you feeling big guy <laughs> all right yeah, he's feeling great he was very worried about you until you woke up oh tony i must say you are mildly handsome when you're not dirty and slimy <laughs> he winks at you Never mind, shut up. Go away. Popcorn, come. <laughs> Popcorn also majestically strides out of the river and puts himself in mounting position with like one little hoof half up in the air. See this, Tony? This is majesty right here. You could never hope to achieve this. Gary like leans forward like into one of Tony's ears like, hey, yeah, you still got a conflict, man. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, he slaps you five with one of the hoofs. <laughs> I don't know how he would do that if I'm on top of him. He just kind of like, is like scratching your back, you know, like he puts his roof back there and he waits for you to hit it. That is a flexible horse. (laughs) (laughs) All right, off to Rabbit Cove. You guys ride for a while and eventually you feel a breeze blow as a pair of rabbits hop toward a shrub, presumably to get it on. On this fine late autumn morning. The sand beneath the horse's hooves have gone from fine sand to a coarser silt mixture, and you smell the salt on the breeze as the river widens. The water becomes more brackish, and you find yourselves in a crop of mangroves as the terrain becomes bumpier and a large cliff rises to your right just above the shore. As you reach the beach proper, you look toward the north and see a decent-sized bay. Directly ahead of you, the mangroves quickly give way to a dense and gorgeous apple orchard. The cliff you saw earlier juts out above the shore, which dips in to form a lagoon hidden under the rocky formation. There's a beautiful cabin up top overlooking the bay, and an entire town structured around the lagoon. You see what appears to be a marina, along with various homes and shops connected by neat wooden boardwalks. Beautiful hedges adorn the town, which is covered in a light fog. Uh, Is this uh, the infamous Rabbit Cove? 
the birthplace of the Antichrist. As you say this, a chain of like five rabbits all atop each other seem to hop by in unison. <laughs> all on top of each other. Oh, that's just on the nose now. Oh my goodness. There's a totem pole of rabbits over there. Sorry, did I say on top of each other? I meant inside of each other. Uh-uh. That clears it up. Just rolling. They're just rolling around <laughs> like a tumbleweed. <laughs> Gary, I say we ride down there, but we should be careful because I don't know how much communication Jessica has with this place and uh, yeah, let's just not make ourselves too present. Roll a perception check. Oh boy. 16. Jessica laughs in your face. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Okay, so you guys are at the very end of these mangroves at the mouth of the river as it gives way to the ocean. Just ahead of you, at the very beginning of the apple orchard, you see a familiar figure. You see a halfling Uh, crouched down with what appears to be some sort of fantasy binoculars surveying the town. And sure enough, you recognize the figure as Tiro. Oh boy. Gary, look over yonder. Look who it is. Oh, fuck. Thomas, no. We gotta we gotta go around. L- listen, maybe... Thomas. Maybe he's changed his tune. He fucking looked at me and licked his lips like he fucking was hungry. To, like, like he wanted to eat me, man. Like, jeez. Oh, I think it's something with the staff. I don't know. Well, what if we get the jump on him? What if we... Okay, this... This might not be a great idea, but what if we capture him and get some more information out of him? He could really be useful, I think. What if it's an ambush? Where our party is dwindling, we could use another assistant. Party? Party? He doesn't want to party, Thomas. If he wants to party, it's with my entrails strewn about the place, man. Okay, he didn't want to kill you, Gary. He just wanted to kidnap you. Let's relax a little. He, he did try to hurt me. Right. Probably to incapacitate you. And, and like I said, what if it's an ambush? You know, what if, what if we head over there and all of a sudden... Ten noobs spring up or something. Okay, does it look like that's what's happening here? It's just him with some binoculars surveying the town. Maybe he's here for a different reason. Okay, just let's just get low so that we're out of sight. All right, and where do you want to go now? T-Row, roll a perception check. I take the hide action right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gary, roll a stealth check. 18. Wow, 15. Tiro, you hear incessant heavy whispering behind you. I'm going like alert, like I stick my head up. It's like, what's that? Gary, it's time for bag and drag. Let's get him. What am I going to do? Jump him. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I charge on Tony. Adam, then I charge on popcorn. Okay, I'll give you advantage on an unarmed attack to try and subdue him. <laughs> I'm gonna jump on top of him. My skeletal self. Uh, I'm gonna try and cast hideous laughter. That is a dirty 20. No! Yeah. Whoa, what the fuck? What's that wisdom saving throw, Tiro? Um, dirty 20. Um. Unfortunately, Tiro, you make this save with disadvantage. That is a natural 20. Alright! <laughs> so, Gary, you try and make him laugh. What do you say to make him laugh? Yeah, sure. To try and make him laugh, like, as we're galloping, I stand up on top of Tony and turn around and moon him. He just stares at you and furrows a brow. <laughs> However, at this point, you see Thomas standing atop of Popcorn, <laughs> leaps off of him, and just... What if I shove him inside my bones as, like, a yeah. little cage? Okay, you land atop <laughs> him, and your rib cage clamps down around his head like a bear trap oh. all <laughs> sit right there mister what are you guys doing let me go remember me jerk 
and you see a very, very gray goblin who you remember having broken the staff that you were looking for over in Golden Sands. Oh, I remember you oh too well. Wait, so it's just clamped around my head? Mm-hmm. I want to snap my fingers and cast his level one sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go for it. So if your HP is less than 24, you are going to sleep. Suck my butt, I'm staying awake. Oh, yes. Tiro, if that is your real name, roll a d20. And that is a six. Roll a d100. We're getting captured. Fuck. <laughs> 38. Tiro flicks his wrist. You see immediately Todia and Popcorn fall to the ground, snoozing. Gary and Thomas, you feel like a wave hit you, like someone was trying something, but you shake it off. And then as this happens, you see this like chaotic light around Tiro's hands. And standing above you is suddenly summoned a flump. What the fuck is a flump? Uh... God, roll a nature check. <laughs> I guess I'll roll one too. What's this flumpy looking thing? Uh, a nine. <laughs> Thomas, and for very good reason, make this with advantage. Okay. A nine <laughs> again. <laughs> okay, so you don't know what these things are, but you see this levitating saucer-like being floating. It has two really long eye stalks coming out of its like fleshy mass, <laughs> and then dangling out of the bottom are a bunch of blue tentacles. What the fuck? It's like a giant space jellyfish. <laughs> All right, immediately I'm going to put my knees on Tiro's wrists. Roll a dexterity contest to try and uh, restrain. Tiro. 18. 21. Jesus Christ. Tiro rolls out from under you as the flump moves around and goes... <laughs> what the fuck All is right. that? I'll tackle him, I guess. <laughs> Rolling on on the 10. <laughs> Booming inside of your heads. It's not being said out loud. It's telepathic communication. You hear, what are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, I got a 21. Tiro, I'm assuming that hits. It's all, yeah. Yeah. You hear, what are you guys doing? As you like soar through the air and tackle Tiro into the ground. The goblin and the halfling are rolling around in the dirt. Why do you keep attacking me? No more funny bitches or I'm going to kill you. Stop this hey, shit. Stop that. That's an evil thought. Why do you keep attacking me? Why are you attacking me? I literally was minding my own business. Minding your own business? You put our horses to sleep. Wait. I'm hanging out in an apple orchard. The next thing I know, I have a great goblin and a skeleton drop kicking me out of nowhere <laughs> on a pony. In your brains, you hear as the flump turns red and then it lowers two of the little eye stalks one at Gary one at Tiro and it says I don't like evil thoughts why don't you talk about your feelings I to do that when we were attacked a couple days ago it turns green and it says what do you mean <laughs> this son of a bitch tried to kill me the other day. I didn't try to kill you, you idiot. Try to kidnap you, Gary. Let's be fair here. I didn't even try to kidnap you. Your body was filled with chaotic, magical energy, and I was trying to take you in to save your life, idiot. The flump turns pink and goes, <laughs> a classic misunderstanding. <laughs> Why don't we just... And then he poofs out of existence. Ran out of time. <laughs> <What the? laughs> you know, I'm with the weird thing, Gary. I think this 
was a bit of a misunderstanding. Maybe we jumped the gun a little bit. I, I think Tiro here Look is... Look at Tony and Popcorn. Okay, but to be fair, we did jump him. He may have been defending himself. We just want answers. Tiro, listen. Will you answer our questions if we let you go calmly? <laughs> sure. You promise? Yeah, fine. Whatever. I Hang promise. On. Wait, 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 wait. Here's my pinky. Do you... Pinky promise. This shit is binding, Tiro. Okay, if you pinky promise me. <laughs> it's legally blinded. How am I supposed to do that with this goblin on top of me? Here's my bony little finger. I'm gonna put it to the ground next to your pinky. Where's yours? <laughs> I like reach out my like pinky as much as I can. Well, his face is in the sand. Like, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, we. The deal has been sealed. Gary, release him. Uh, Gary takes his scimitar and then, like, steps off of him. Like, no more funny business. I'm like, get up and, like, dust myself off. I'm like, what do you idiots want? We want to know what you wanted the other day. The other day? Yeah, because as you can see, I'm not dead, so I don't know what your plan was. Well, let's just say I had some business with that staff that you broke, and that did exactly put me in the greatest of graces of other people. And now, thanks to you idiots, I'm stuck here. What are you doing here? Working. For who? That's classified information, sir. Okay, were you looking for us just a moment ago, or were you looking for something else? If I never saw you guys again in my life, I would be much appreciated. Oh, well, yeah. So he wasn't looking for us, Gary. Okay, okay. You were hired to get the staff? What did you need the staff for? How much do you guys know about an organization called LEP? LEP? Uh, Bubkis. Lep. Zelch. LEP. L as in the letter L or L as in El Epe? No. <laughs> Leprechauns ending people. I knew it. That's why you're so short. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna snap my fingers, cast press a digitation on him, and I'm gonna make his clothes stink. <laughs> make my clothes stink? Oh god. Is that a feature? It's all sensory effects. <laughs> Gary, roll a constitution saving throw. 17? Yeah, you throw up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. What the fuck? So, I work with an organization called LEP Recon, and our whole business is dealing with chaos brought about by idiots like you who purposely or accidentally misuse magic for your own purposes. Our job was to retrieve that staff and bring it back. But because of your little stunt there, I got put in the hot water, and now I'm out here in the boonies on a different assignment. Ah, you got demoted. I didn't get demoted. Oh. <laughs> what did you need me for? You were going to arrest me then? Well, I wanted to check out, one, why you were still alive, and then two, look at you two. He's a skeleton, and you're gray. Yeah, but that's all superficial. Of looks. It's what's on the inside. It is what's on the inside. And what's filled in your inside is apparently magic from an evil staff. Wait, <laughs> wait. How is the staff evil? Only dark magic brings back people from the dead. Dar dark magic brings dead people back? D Bahamut, you got something to tell me? Am I doing something evil? Wait, Bahamut? What, wait, what does Bahamut have to do with anything? I think I know what you mean, Thomas. Is our mission evil? That I, doesn't sound right. What is your mission? Well, what's so wrong about bringing a loved one back to life? How is that evil? Your mission is to bring back a loved one back to life? Yeah, to, you know, classified. We're going to give you the same treatment. But yeah. look, bringing people back to life isn't inherently evil. That's kind of screwed up. 
I think. It's not inherently evil. But what I can say is bringing people back to life doesn't always have the exact effect that you're looking for. Clearly not. Look at me. I, yeah. I am missing some key parts here. And what makes you so sure that your loved one even wants to come back? Well, she was taken prematurely. We're not going to get into this. Anyway, why are you guys here? Are you aware of what's going on in Serenity right now? Not exactly, but I'm sure I can make a call. Basically, somehow, by trickery... Our former co-worker, Miss Felcher, became uh, head of the whole fucking court of Serenity. And she's kind of, like, you know, just abusing her power a little bit. She's insane. Abusing her power, you say? That's right. Quite. Magically? Not that I'm aware of. No, I don't think she's been using any magic. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) But the second she does, I'll let you know. (laughs) Let's just say that there are forces in this world that are stronger than some of these local court systems can handle. And um, LEP has its ties that can reach out to you guys. Also, if I can get back in good graces with my boss, that can definitely help you guys out a little more. Because your little stunt definitely put me in hot water. Can you assure us that you could get Jessica and everyone in Serenity off our backs if we help you? I can certainly try. All right. And what do you need from us? We're halfway there. (laughs) I swear I've got half a mind to sell you to the circus. This, this is the Halftime Ad with Nikki B. Hey, hey, everybody, welcome to the Halftime Zone. Hope you've been enjoying this episode, because as a quick reminder, next week is going to be our mid-season finale. We'll be taking a break from publishing until January, when Your Honor will be back bigger and better than ever. In the meantime, we got some fun holiday specials planned for you and a buttload of exclusive content coming up for our patrons over on patreon.com slash So please... Consider checking us out and joining the patron community. If you want other ways to support the show, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app of your choice. And perhaps the best way to support us is, you know, to tell your friends about us. Tell your family. Tell the voices in your head. You're not crazy. Sit them down and enjoy an episode together or consider screaming your love into the void that is the internet. All right? From now until December, if you tweet using hashtag Drimbus, you will automatically be entered to win a special Drimbus care package coming in hot, complete with some of our favorite stickers, a Drimbus hat, you know, for the sun, and even a Tony the Pony water bottle. You know you want to hydrate with that little rascal. So again, be sure to tweet your love with hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win. All right? That's it. Quick and easy, you know? We love it. We love the halftime zone. We'll see you next week for our mid-season finale. Till then, we want to give a huge, like a really big one, a big thanks to our lovely patrons. All of you. Jerry Benetados, get in here. John Mitchell, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Benier, come on down. 
Alejandro Lopez, get that fine keister in here. Ace Andrews, bring your mom and dad. Thomas Murphy, bring your dad and mom. Amherst Gray, get your grandparents. Regina Russell, Morgan Holly. Is that salty? Get in here, buddy. Evie. Power. Come on down. Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, Cobb. Damn it, get in here. And the unnamed rogue. Get in here! And thank you. Big group hug. We love you guys. We really fucking love you guys. Thanks to your support, we get to enjoy what we want to do. And yada yada. Alright, let's get back into the show. It was a nice and quick one just for you. We love you. Yeah, alright, all right, let's go, let's go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, how much do you know about the town of Rabbit Cove? It's uh, where the tyrant is born, apparently. There are rabbits. Two uh, copulating rabbits fall out of yeah. a tree. Yeah, and they do that. This town's very on the nose. So you've been there? No, we've never we've never been here before. All right, well, everyone here seems to be very eerily happy. And I'm not entirely sure if that's meant to be. There's some strange things happening in this town that I'm here to figure out what's going on, if anything's going on. Jessica was oddly cheery. I mean, I think that's just a character <laughs> trait. As you say this, you hear the sound of someone munching on something. <laughs> and you look up and in the orchards, you see a turtle, <laughs> tortoise person. In a tree? <laughs> no, 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 like standing in the middle of the orchard, like maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 feet away from you. And he is very slowly munching on an apple. It is this old tortoise with little spectacles on his nose. And he goes, hey there, strangers. Anyway, before we were rudely interrupted, you were saying Tiro. <laughs> he looks very hurt and says, Liam, let go. He begins walking away very slowly and then looks back over his shoulder and says, Enjoy the apples. Who's Liam? You see a younger tortoise comes out from behind one of the trees and follows him off. Wait! Is that one moving slow too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just walking super slow. What do you want? No, I think they're just yes. empty. I, I think they're just extras. I don't think they're important to the plot. <laughs> it's like the sloth from <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, what? 
<laughs> what are you doing here in a town full of rabbits? This is my orchard. Oh, this is your orchard. Welcome to Gary. Let's ditch him. Angela's apples. Thank you. All right. I'm Gregory. Um, this um, Gary, you want to sneak into town? Is Liam. Okay, Thomas, here's the thing. Hi. <laughs> he said he enjoyed the apples. Like, so we can have some of these apples? They're free. Thank you. I'm just going to, like, take a couple and I'm going to, like, put it in, like, a bag. Yeah. So you see, there actually aren't very many apples because you are now in late fall. Okay. So the orchard is surprisingly green considering the time of year, mm-hmm. but you don't see too many. You see a couple of, like, withered apples and stuff, but you you find a few good ones kind of laying around on the ground and you grab some. Okay. I'm gonna walk over to Popcorn and start waking him up. Okay, you walk over to the Popcorn and begin, like, slapping his face. Good morning. I'm gonna walk over to Tony and crouch down and, like, zhush his cheeks. Like, come on. Let's go. You go to put your hands on his face, and he raises an eyebrow at you, like when a little kid is like already awake, but they were pretending to be asleep. Oh, <laughs> oh you're not sleeping? Oh, all right, you can hang tight, Tony. <laughs> he chills, like he learned in Pacific Prefecture. Yeah, I have some leftover prefecture in my system. <laughs> Everyone's happy. That's the problem. That sounds like a good thing. Like everyone is eerily happy, but. Let's go to town. You see what I mean. Would Jessica be a part of that eerily happy thing? Because she didn't seem like she was under any spell. Uh, She was not very happy when Dot died, let me tell you. That's true. How would you know? (laughs) Oh. Well, no, she was broken up. (laughs) That that evening, she was broken up about it. I know. I was there. Uh, Yeah. hmm. Perhaps you were there. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas, why don't we just keep going north? I mean... We made a deal with Tiro here to... But I don't know what we're supposed to do, Tiro. They're just happy. All I need you to do is help me scope out the town. If we, if nothing seems out of place... Do you want us to make them sad? If nothing? I mean, if you can, maybe. But <laughs> we're just going to check out the town. If nothing seems out of place, then everything's fine. And I'll help you guys up. And you'll help us? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll make a call. How do we know you're going to follow up on that? I mean, he made me pinky promise. That's right. Oh, you're, shit. You're locked in. No, yeah. That's that's a done deal right we there. We got to do All this. right, Mr. Tiro, you got yourself a deal. We'll help you scope out and see what's going on. Right. And down we go. Without question, Gary gets Tony <laughs> and <laughs> begins the scoping procedure. Before we go, can I inside check on Gregory to see if he's, like, suspicious? Roll an inside check. Uh, suspicious in what way? In the suspicious Way. We didn't fucking notice him being there, and then like I feel like he might be connected to the town. Rolling inside check with disadvantage. Disadvantage. Oh, that means he is sus, <laughs> sus, sus. That's the murderer. <laughs> That's the murderer. Is that eighteen? Okay, it would be an eighteen, but you get the feeling it's actually a little bit lower than that. Um, <laughs> not by much. The- not by much, uh, perhaps by a minus one. Um, but with a seventeen, with, with a seventeen, you get a pretty good read on Gregory. And no, it, it seemed like everything he said to you was sincere. I mean, all he told me was I can enjoy the apples. <laughs> I would hope all that would seem sincere. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you? What are you hoping to intuit? And uh, maybe I can answer that question a little more directly. I don't know. He's just talking about enjoying apples. I know there's a town full of rabbits. 
knowing about magical creatures and all this other stuff I know about stories about tortoises and hares and I feel like his apples <laughs> might be affecting <laughs> the apple of rabbits so I might be inclined to maybe snap my finger and do a detect magic on these fucking apples do it <laughs> right, so I'm gonna snap my finger and cast detect magic on the orchard okay so here's what I'll tell you you absolutely detect some sort of magical presence but not like it's emanating from the orchard or anyone here like almost like you're in some like there's residue or something like uh it's a very faint field but as far as the apples in the orchard themselves you don't detect any magic radiating off of them there's definitely something weird going on here there's the magic is going off the roof here also if you want to roll again <laughs> yeah go ahead roll a d20 for me <gasps> 17. Is our friend coming back? Nothing happened. Word. I would expect there to be magic here. Jessica could use magic. I don't expect to be in the middle of an orchard full of magical energy, so there's definitely something weird going on. I, like, I have a strong inkling it has something to do with the town. Also, that guy Gregory creeps me out, so we gotta keep eyes on him in general. Yeah, that I agree with. Okay, don't eat anything, don't drink anything, don't sleep in this town. I'm good. I could do that. I'm already doing that. Oh, uh, sorry. Thanks. Tom. Way to rub it in, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> I miss coffee. <laughs> Everyone roll your investigation checks for me. 14. 19. Also 19. Okay. So you guys get a pretty good lay of the town. You guys are currently in the orchard, which is like on the northern side of the Pasifay River. Hmm. Uh, and it leads into town. You manage to find a little like loose dirt trail that you can tell most likely the turtles uh, walk along every day throughout the orchard. You see a number of trees. Again, they are beginning to wither, but they seem remarkably well-kept considering the time of year. And then as you come out of the orchard, you see a nice, neat wooden boardwalk. And that seems to serve as the main road throughout all of town. In the orchard, which seems to be the very outskirts of town, you see a house, which you piece together with a 19 that is most likely for the turtles. And then throughout the rest of Rabbit Cove, you see other small homes here and there, but the big notable buildings that you see are not far from you, you see the tavern, the Golden Lansbury. It is right up against the shore, just ahead of you. On the opposite side of the boardwalk to that is the general store, the main store, main with an E. If you keep heading north along the boardwalk, eventually you will pass a big community center. Just past that, you see a marina called Captain Kurtowski's, and you see a couple of boats floating in the water there in the dock. Just beyond that, you see what appears to be a tailor's called the Twin Needles. And then at the very, very northern end of town, there just seems to be a pier, most likely for fishing. The only other notable thing that you see is, aside from the scattered houses throughout town, there's that big cliff that looks over the bay. And atop the cliff, at the very, very top, you see a beautiful, picturesque teal and white cabin. And a little ways behind that, what looks like a little marble building that almost looks like a courthouse, but is like way too small to be a courthouse. The Golden Lansbury is a great name. <laughs> I don't know why, Tiro, but uh, my hunch tells me to check out that cabin. I, I'm thinking the tavern might be a good place to start. I mean, nothing says we can't do both. Tavern, we're going to get a lot of, we're probably going to get some happy weirdos that like are cryptic and don't give enough information. If we're going to check out any cabins, we've got to make sure we have a strategy though, because someone might actually live there and be home. I think we can handle it if it's just a couple people living there. Trust me, if we go to the cabin, we have more information when we go to the tavern. Alright, I'll bite Gary. Let's go to the house and see what's up there. Alright. Alright, cabin it is. 
You begin working your way up the steep cliff, and you feel a strong breeze roll in off the sea as the clouds turn gray and the light drizzle begins falling. On the way up, you pass what seems to be a mausoleum of sorts, chiseled out of a stunning white marble. It takes a bit of effort, but you push on. The last leaves are falling off the trees on the cliff. At the very apex, you see the cottage you're heading for. It looks like something out of a fairy tale. The white shingling is neat, and the pressed lumber bears a beautiful but worn coat of seafoam green paint. A beautiful stone chimney sticks out of the roof, and wooden steps lead up to a small porch with two rocking chairs. All right, well, we could try to knock, but I don't I don't know if we'll get an answer. Here I go. You knock on the door, and you hear no response. Okay, someone could be dead in here, or being weird in here, or no one's home. I Let's leave, Gary. We're not breaking no, no, and no, no, entering no, 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 today. No, no. Are there any, like, windows? There are windows. I'm going to look through the windows next. Okay. Don't touch anything. Don't leave prints. You look into the windows, and you see an empty cottage. The inside of the cottage is ample, well-decorated, and stocked, but... It just feels empty. Like, returning home after a long vacation and being able to just, like, you see that no one has been there in a while. You get that feeling looking into the house. Oh, is this Jessica's house? (gasps) No. It could be. There are a number of doors, which quite obviously lead to two bedrooms and a bathroom. A gorgeous couch sits by the fireplace covered in blankets and quilts. You see a kitchen island in one corner, which leads to a pantry full of both practical and magical ingredients. And, of course, a very well-stocked library along the walls. They culminate in what seems to be a writing nook with a desk, papers, quills, and journals neatly organized into piles. (laughs) Aren't you glad we came here first? All right. (laughs) Now I'm a little interested. I think we should probably investigate. You think? <laughs> but discreetly, someone needs to keep watch. Tiro, I guess you want to watch. Thomas, you want to watch. I think we are more invested in her than Tiro is. Why don't we leave the horses out here to watch? <laughs> and they'll they'll neigh if someone's coming. <laughs> Tony was peering into one of the other windows and goes, like, kicks his hoof in the dirt and goes, <laughs> and he sits down outside the house to keep watch. <laughs> Oh, all right. Tony's volunteering. That's good. He can enter doorways. He's small enough. <laughs> and popcorn's loud, so he could call us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys are leaving horses to <laughs> look out? Well, unless you want to watch, Tiro. Me and Thomas here have a very uh, vested interest in Miss Felcher, so we're going to look at it. Well, there's magical stuff in here, Tiro. You might want to take a look as well. Yeah, I can try to detect some magic and see what's going on here. Can I? I'm going to try to open a window. Sure. It opens. We are in like Flynn, Gary. (laughs) Hmm. Suspicious. Gary, I... Hmm. I don't want to plant seeds of doubt here. Well, she's betrayed us thus far. Oh my god, you think she killed Dot. (laughs) I'm just saying, I wasn't there. You weren't weren't there. there. (laughs) Oh my god. Is it possible that she could have been the mastermind here, pulling the strings? And then tried to get us... Like, uh, arrested? Maybe? I don't... I think she was just trying to cover her tracks. That requires a lot of foresight. I'm not saying that's it, but, you know, she could be she could be a suspect. We could call her on the stand. Y'all are comes. gonna kill poor Michael next time he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, Thomas. I stab him! <laughs> so, you guys keep bringing up your friend, Jessica. Is this where she's from? Yes. Hmm. And you kept saying that she is also eerily happy. Well, I didn't pick up on eerily. She's just 
happy and when our friend died she was not happy so i don't know um, and you said that she is magical yes i would look for any magical alarm systems here just in case hmm. are you suggesting she put a spell on the town tiro i'm not ruling anything out i don't know your friend yeah don't don't rule anything out we know that no right well let's get in this house This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Felcher, TJ Berry as Tyronicus, and Nicholas Benetatos as Gary Markmire. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited by Michael Pisani and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Nicholas Benetatos. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash drimbers. Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbers, where we discuss behind the scenes and secrets, free exclusive merch, and the chance to create items for the campaign or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons and Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, and thanks for calling the arena. If you know your party's extension, you can dial it at any time. If your psychiatrist has gone missing, press 3. Press 3. That sounds ill-advised. Life is about choices, man. You and I both suffer from a very rare form of mental illness, right? Yep. Yep, that's us. I'm just saying, we're probably not the best private investigators, since we don't know what's real. The waitress at the Chinese restaurant, she told me that I needed to complete three trials to find Sadler. Okay, but how long have you been out of your meds? Three trials. The arena, the old factory, the inventor's basement. The inventor's basement. Exactly. Mama, I met someone today. You're not gonna believe this. Half spider, half human. You all have this disorder. We call it the imperfection. Okay, so we just got off the train at a stop called East River between East Broadway and York Street, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist. We are not a cop show, Charlie. Uh, I know that, but we're friends, and I need my friend. How sure are you that these things are actually happening in real life? It seems like reality can be a little slippery. Charlie! Charlie! They're on my face! Amber, Amber, stop, 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 stop it, stop these it. fucking spiders, they are everywhere. Ah! The Imperfection, an audio drama in nine parts, produced by Wolf at the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.